What's up, has-beens? It's your has-been sports podcast host, Pat Heary. Just want to go ahead and apologize for not putting out a podcast in nearly a month. I've been very busy with work. Uh, I've had to travel a little bit, and I've actually been caught up with playing some intramural sports. Yes, I'm still trying to win intramural t-shirts, even as I close in on the age of 30. Uh, fortunately, I spoke with my usual co-host, Scott Baird, and he and I are going to try and get back into our usual one week, once a week uh, podcasting schedule here towards the close of the year um, to help fill, fill the void that we've uh, left for the last month. I've decided to go back and read one of my articles uh, that I've first wrote when I began the blog. It's uh, called Beyond the Glory, the All Get Mine Team. For those of you who haven't read the article, I think you'll get a kick out of it. And for those of you who have read the article, thank you for reading it. Um, And here's a little refresher in case you forgot any of the hilarious moments in it. So I invite you to kick back. Uh, Throw your headphones in and remember a time when Michael Beasley, Ricky Davis, and J.R. Smith dominated the NBA. Beyond the glory, the all get mine team. What if I told you that a team featuring J.R. Smith, Ricky Davis, and Michael Beasley once laid waste to the entire NBA in NBA 2K9? On the night of November 26, 2008, a kid named Pat had eight hours to kill between basketball practice and his flight home from college for Thanksgiving. Most students had already left campus earlier that week, and his teammates had all left for home after that evening's practice. Pat was pretty much the only person on campus. So he went to the fridge, called upon his buddy Keith Stone, turned on some ghetto hip-hop, and decided to start an NBA 2K9 season. Pat fancied himself a great video game general manager. Thus, he decided to draft his team. He picked the Warriors as his team because he appreciated Don Nelson's run-and-gun mentality on offense and laissez-faire approach to defense. His team ended up with a 29th pick in the draft and had no chance at a star like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony, etc. Pat watched as the top players and many of the talented youngsters came off the draft board. Finally, it was his turn to pick. No one really knows what exactly transpired over the next hour of drafting, but the results were both horrifying and legendary. If the draft had been made public, Pat may have been lobotomized. For years, people have speculated as to what went through his mind that night. Finally, nearly eight years after that fateful night, Pat decided to break the silence and come clean about the formation of the All Get Mine team. Round 1. 
Michael Beasley, a.k.a. B.E.Z. I loved B.E.Z.'s bucket-getting ability, first and foremost. I also loved the fact that virtual Beasley couldn't possibly wake and bake as often as the real-life Michael Beasley. Round 2. Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Captain Jack. I needed a leader, the type of guy who would have had his teammates back if said teammate ran into the stands and started punching fans. Sure, he might fire a gun off at a strip club every now and then, but hey, Tim Duncan once called him the ultimate teammate, and Fat Joe had his back. That was good enough for me. Round 3. Zach Randolph, a.k.a. Zebo. Who doesn't love them some Zebo? Other teams were worried about his affinity with strip clubs. Whatevs. I wanted my guys at strip clubs. First off, they have excellent buffets from what I hear, and I wanted my players to be well-nourished. Second, the more money they blow at strip clubs, the harder they'll play for the next big contract. Round 4. Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon invented the three monocle. Enough said. Round 5. J.R. Smith, a.k.a. Pipe. They say a DM is worth a thousand words. And then there is a picture of J.R. Smith DMing a girl. The conversation goes, the girl says, I'm going to your game tonight. J.R. Smith responds with, dope. The girl responds back with a smiley emoji. J.R. Smith responds with, oh really? Girl responds with, oh really what? Smirk face emoji. J.R. Smith responds with, you trying to get the pipe? Question mark. Now we cut to virtual Doris Burke interviewing a slightly intoxicated Pat. So Pat, at this point, your roster consists of Michael Beasley, Steven Jackson, Zach Randolph, Ben Gordon, and J.R. Smith. Are you at all concerned with the mercurial nature of these players? Pat, no. Doris, do you know what the word mercurial means? Pat, next question. Doris, are you concerned that none of your players pass very often, if at all? Pat, last time I checked, you can't get an assist without a guy putting the ball in the bucket. That's what my team specializes in, getting buckets and throwing suckets. Doris, last question before we get let you get back to drafting. Are you concerned with some of your players off the court issues? Pat, listen, unless NBA 2K9 has added strip clubs, weed, and snitches to its season mode, then I ain't worried about nothing. Back to the draft. Round six. Steven... Stefan Marbury, a.k.a. Starberry. Hey, if you're crazy enough to live stream yourself eating Vaseline, then you'll always have a spot on the All Get Mine team. Round 7, Tim Thomas, a.k.a. The Mailbox. Not gonna lie, I made up that nickname there, but it's a fitting one. Tim Thomas had a bad rap for mailing it in and was a regular member of the All Postage Stamp team. Kudos to Bill Simmons. But you know what? If you were talented enough to make nearly $100 million over 12 years in your chosen profession without trying hard, then more power to you. Plus, he sometimes wore a double headband. Round 8. 
Ricky Davis, a.k.a. Get Buckets. His nickname alone guaranteed old Slick Rick a spot in the squad. If that wasn't enough, Ricky Davis is the protagonist of two of the greatest Get Mine moments in history. First, he once berated a rookie LeBron James for not passing him the ball enough, and later told reporters, I thought LeBron James was just going to be another addition to help me score. And second, he once shot the ball off his team's own basket to try and get the final rebound he needed for a triple-double. That is the epitome of the get mine mentality. Back to Doris Burke interviewing Pat. Doris, are you drunk? Pat, I plead the fifth. Doris, would Ricky Davis pass a drug test? Pat, Ricky pleads the fifth. Doris, Pat, you haven't signed... You haven't drafted a single center. What's the deal with that? Pat, we're going to spread teams out and make it rain, like Fat Joe. It's called small ball. You'll be referring to me as a genius before his time a couple years from now. Oh, and I also get the sense that Drake secretly wants to f*** Doris, blushing. Okay, then, we're going to cut that last part out. Round 9, Bonzi Wells. We couldn't only have one member of the Jailblazers on the team. Plus, I didn't have to worry about virtual Bonzi complaining about the team's fans. Round 10. Chris Anderson, a.k.a. Birdman. Two words. Neck tattoos. Love them. You get a neck tattoo, and you're relegated to being a professional athlete, a drug dealer, or a rapper. And that's it. If you're that confident in yourself then I want you on my team. Birdman got suspended from the NBA for two years for abusing hard drugs. During his suspension, he doubled down on himself and got a massive freed bird tattoo on his neck. Welcome home, Birdman. Welcome home. Round 11. Sebastian Telfair, a.k.a. Bassey. Bassey is actually Starberry's cousin. People forget that. We keep it in the family here on the All Get Mine team. Round 12, Eddie House, a.k.a. Casa. Love Eddie Casa. How can you not love a guy that drops 61 points in a game at Arizona State? Round 13, Bill Walker, a.k.a. Wild Bill. Before he started tearing his ACLs, Wild Bill was the greatest dunker in high school basketball history. I'm pretty sure he threw down a windmill dunk every time that he dunked. Just watch him. And it shows a video of Bill Walker in high school where literally every single dunk uh, that it shows, which are, there are a number of dunks, uh, all of the dunks are windmill dunks. It's quite incredible. Round 14, Ronald Murray, a.k.a. Flip. Game over. Round 15, Darius Miles, a.k.a. D-Miles. I needed at least one guy who could play some defense on this team, and D-Miles was great at stealing things, like the SAT and that cinematic masterpiece, The Perfect Score. The draft was over, and the All Get Mine team resembled a governmental behavior study group gone horribly wrong. 
However, Pat remained optimistic as he became increasingly inebriated. He chose the shortened version of the season mode, which was 29 games plus the playoffs. And he played the first three games that night, losing the first and winning the next two. By the time Pat left for the airport, he had made a few discoveries about NBA 2K9 that gave him an increased sense of confidence in the All Get Mine team's outlook moving forward. J.R. Smith was a glitch in the game. He was literally the greatest NBA 2K9 player ever. He could hit three-pointers. He had absurd Steph Curry-type range. He had the best shot release, and he would finish most of his drives with an emphatic dunk. Every game resembled his career highlight tape. Ben Gordon shot approximately 80% from three during the fourth quarter, and it was impossible to miss a late-game free throw with him. He was Michael Jordan levels of clutch in this game. Remember the playoff series he had against the Celtics when he was on the Bulls? That's what he was like in every single fourth quarter on the video game. J.R., Ben Gordon, Ricky Davis, Steven Jackson, Michael Beasley, and Tim Thomas would all hit uncontested three-pointers at a 50% clip or better. Thus, after the first three games, the team's offense revolved around bombing three-pointers. Finally, small ball ruled. My best lineup was Ben Gordon at guard, J.R. Smith at guard, Ricky Davis at wing, Steven Jackson at point forward, and Michael Beasley at center. When Pat got back from Thanksgiving break, he played about nine or ten games against the computer, winning all of them by 20-plus and scoring about 130 a game. A couple of his buddies happened upon him playing these games and were baffled by the success of this gimmicky playing style. From that point forward, Pat only played against humans. He took on all challengers and systematically laid waste to every single one of them. The regular season came to a close and the All Get Mine team finished with a 28-1 record. After averaging a league-leading 37 points per game, J.R. Smith took home MVP and Sixth Man of the Year honors. Michael Beasley won Rookie of the Year after posting a 26-12 stat line. The aforementioned six uh, players that all hit uncontested three-point sh shots all averaged in double figures as well. The All Get Mine team continued its toward run through the first three rounds of the playoffs, sweeping each series. However, Pat's adversaries had improved dramatically. One in particular, we'll call him Tim to protect his likeness, came increasingly close to upsetting the All Get Mine team. The finals would feature the All Get Mine team versus LeBron James-led Pistons squad that had the three-point shooters to match them shot for shot. Tim happily grabbed the joysticks for games one through three. I know I said J.R. Smith was the greatest video game player ever in 2K9, but I was wrong. LeBron James was literally unstoppable, especially against the Matador defense of the All Get Mine team. I'm pretty certain he had 108 points in game one. Somehow, the All Get Mine team pulled off a stunning come-from-behind one-point victory in triple overtime with Ben Gordon hitting a heavily contested three-pointer at the buzzer. My memory is both a blessing and a curse sometimes. It was awesome, but I knew that we were going to lose some games in that series after game one. They had exposed another loophole in the game. No one could steal the ball off of LeBron, and 
if you were patient enough on drives, you could get a dunk and often an and one on every single play. Game two was another overtime classic featuring an at-the-buzzer shot, this time by Jose Calderon for the Pistons. Again, I couldn't tell you what I did this past weekend, but I remember this like it happened yesterday. LeBron had like 92 points, J.R. Smith had 79, and it was the first time the All Get Mine team had lost since Thanksgiving. A blueprint for beating the All Get Mine team had been established. Try dunking with LeBron on every play or shoot an open three-pointer. Game three was a massacre. The Pistons were on fire. Flame emojis were flying everywhere. And my guys went cold. The Pistons won by about 20, and we were finally faced with that adversity that all great teams must overcome to become champions. By this point in the school year, it was winter break, and there was literally nothing to do on campus besides play NBA 2K9 after basketball practices. Just when Pat had found a worthy adversary in Tim, the outside world intervened. Tim had to unexpectedly go home for a couple of days. I probably should have waited for Tim to come back before playing game four, but everyone who had seen me finally lose wanted to try and beat me now. Thus, the series continued. Although my other friends had improved significantly, none of them were patient enough to completely control the game with LeBron like Tim had. We won the next three games by about 10 in each contest. None of these games were spectacular, except for the clincher, where Ricky Get Buckets Davis fittingly recorded a triple-double without the use of his own basket. So there you have it. The mythical season of the enigmatic all-get-mine team. Pat tried to recreate the All Get Mine team in NBA 2K10 the next year, but it just wasn't the same. J.R. Smith's godlike abilities had been dialed back. Ben Gordon was gone by the end of the second round. Same with Beasley, same with Steven Jackson. Starberry had absconded to China. And veteran locker room presence Darius Miles had retired. Saddened that he could no longer put together his All Get Mine team roster without making unfair trades, Pat stopped playing video games, with the exception of Mario Karts, of course. The All Get Mine team fittingly disappeared as abruptly as it was formed. They were a perfect storm of moving parts that came together beautifully for one immaculate season. Back to Doris and Pat one last time. Doris. So Pat, when people look back at the All Get Mine team, what should its legacy be? Pat, don't ask me, ask J.R. Smith. And it pans to a picture with J.R. Smith that says, My motto is, when in doubt, shoot the ball.